The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I would never do that to you guys. It is a Finish Strong Friday. It is a Picks Friday. And it is a Winner's Friday. And it is all presented, of course, by DraftKings. Before we get to the winners, and I love the winners, and I love all of you, I got to share something real quick. I am still, like, smiling from ear to ear. I am still bursting with pride inside. You know, I didn't post this on Twitter because Twitter is not really the forum for this, but I did post it on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, and Instagram. Uh, Ross Tucker NFL. My daughter, my older one, Tess, she sang the national anthem actually a couple times last night for the JV boys and the varsity girls at uh, the school she attends. And she nailed it. It was awesome. I mean, it was so, so cool. So you can check it out. But it's funny, like any pride or joy that I have for anything I've ever been able to accomplish, it doesn't even come close to what I felt last night. Just very, very cool. Encourage you to check that out at Ross Tucker NFL on Facebook and Instagram. We do have winners each week. Oh, I've got both daughters. You guys want to say hi real quick? They deliver me smoothies in the morning. This is for the YouTube. That's Helen. That's Tess. Say hi in the microphone. Most people just listen. Say hi. Hi. All right. Thank you very much. Have a great day, girls. Love you. Great day. Um, That's never happened before. So it's funny. Um, The girls are really into smoothies and making smoothies in the morning now. So uh, they come over and deliver a smoothie to daddy uh, pretty much every morning, which is amazing. I'm like working, I'm in my office and I get a smoothie delivery, which is awesome. So anyway, um, you know, I think those of you that are parents totally get it. Those of you that aren't, I don't know that there's anything I could say other than, you know, it's like anything I ever have been proud of myself for, you know, high school or college NFL, it's like that times a hundred. It's just so much cooler when it's your child, then when it's you, 
I don't even know how to describe it. It's amazing. Uh, almost as amazing as those of you that just do one little thing, one little thing every week to try to be a winner and to try to help RT Media. Tell them, Mike Singletary. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Oh, man. Strawberry, banana. And for those of you that are watching on YouTube, see, this is why you got to check out YouTube sometimes, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Not only is is it a delicious strawberry banana smoothie, but it's in uh, a frozen cup. And I've got Anna and Elsa on on my cup here. Like, there aren't many 43-year-old ex-NFL linemen just chugging strawberry banana smoothies out of Anna and Elsa cups right now. The spread the word winner, it's interesting because it, it timed up that we read his email this week as well. It's Steve Shalabel, who I can't remember what he did. I think he um, rated and reviewed on every on, on, on a bunch of different platforms. And I think he followed Ross Tucker Pod on Facebook. So congratulations, Steve. Uh, let me know what you would like. I think you said Raiders Press Pass. Um, hopefully I have your address. If I don't, send it to me again. But I appreciate you, you know, just doing what we said. Um, rate and review in the show or going ahead and following Ross Tucker Pod on Facebook. The sponsor confirmation email winner, Ricky Bobby. I don't think that's his real name, but I think that's what he, like, goes by. Because um, he's a he's a tuckhead as well on our private Slack channel. But he sent me a confirmation from Omaha Steaks. He got some of those delicious steaks. So good for you, Ricky. That's well done. And then the YouTube shout out, which obviously I'm a big fan of. That's William Dillard. So cool for you to be able to check out any of our shows. Because you can listen on YouTube too. But then, you, you know, if you glance over, you can look at the videos, see facial expressions or whatever. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And we're working something. Uh, working on something on the YouTube side. So stay posted on that. Patron of the day. We're racking them up again. I love it. I think every time I, I mention that you can get the even money bets over at uh, patreon.com slash RT Media, if you're a tuckhead, I think we get some new ones. So it's William Pugh is the latest. So congratulations, William. Welcome to the family. I don't know that I've seen you make any comments yet. On our private Slack channel, please do. Again, it's pretty easy. Just become a Tuckheads member at patreon.com slash RT Media. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Ross. There's not really one Big Show item today, but several news items we can get to before the game. So we'll start off with the international games being announced. The Bills and the Titans are at Tottenham in London. The Jacksonville Jaguars are at Wembley. And the Chiefs and Patriots are in Germany with either both games in Frankfurt or one in Frankfurt and one in Munich, which I'm sure is a location that Andy Reid is very much looking forward to. Well, he said that. He's looking forward to a bratwurst. You know, I absolutely love doing college games on television for CBS Sports Network. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. One of my favorite things to do. You guys know I love doing the Army games in particular. But that schedule where I have a game every Saturday – that prevents me from being able to do any of the international games. And that kind of stinks because those of you that know, I've done the London game a couple times. 
I love the international games. I, you, you know, I'm obsessed with football. I love it. I'm driving six hours between midnight on uh, Saturday night and noon on Sunday. At some point, some combination, I'm driving six hours and sleeping five to be able to do both the Eagles-Giants game and the Bills-Bengals. I love it. It's fantastic. And because I love it, I love seeing the sport get spread to other countries. I understand why people really like soccer. I like soccer. I think it's a, I think it's a cool sport. I played soccer from age six to 11, played like five years of soccer. Boy, I I just want more people to experience football. It's just so cool, man. It's just, it's hard to explain, but it's just different. And I would love to go to these games. This is actually one of the cool things about the schedule going to 17 games. All these teams, they lose a home game, but they kind of have an extra one anyway. The AFC has nine home games next year. So it's five AFC teams losing home games, but not really because, you know, they still get eight home games. That's like the benefit of it for sure. And I love it. I would love to do I've done the London game a couple of times. I'd love to do a Germany game. Absolutely would would jump at that chance if if I had that weekend available. Duck Stakes. Lots of coordinator news. We have the Buccaneers firing offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich. The Ravens part ways with offensive coordinator Greg Roman. The Vikings fire their defensive coordinator Ed Donatell. And the Dolphins fire their defensive coordinator Josh Boyer. Wow. That was a heck of a Thursday, huh? <laughs> I mean, to have four coordinators all lose their jobs on a Thursday. And here's what's interesting, too. I just realized this now, Jack. All four of these teams made the playoffs. You know, I mean, that just goes to show you coaching uh, can be rough, really rough. So a couple thoughts on this, right? Number one, and I think you guys know this, I'm never really going to be the one that's campaigning for a coach to get fired because I just know what it means. You know, when a coordinator gets fired, it often means a bunch of the position coaches. I don't wish that on people. I'm a happy person. I love life. I love what I get to do. I'm not looking for people to get fired. You know, I, I, I don't wish that someone, I know what it's like to get fired a bunch. And especially these guys, once they're coaches, they've got like families and kids. They got to figure out if they can get another job and if they do where it is and they got to move and their kids have to go to new schools. I'm not asking to feel bad for them. I'm just saying they know what they signed up for. I'm just saying, I don't wish that on people. I'm not one of those people. However, I will say that at least two and maybe three, maybe all four of these guys, I'm okay with the decisions that these organizations made. I was very disappointed in Byron Leftwich and the Bucks offense this year. I know the O-line took a little bit of a step back, but it certainly felt like Bruce Arians no longer being there, I guess, to help Leftwich or to work in conjunction with Leftwich. Really felt like the Bucks' offense took a big step back. Now, I don't know how much of that's the O-line injuries, how much of that's Brady's just not as good. You know, I, there's a lot of things that could be part of it for sure. But even listening to Greg Cosell on Thursdays, 
wasn't real impressed what they did. They never really moved the ball until they went to no huddle. And so I, I kind of thought Byron Leftwich would lose his job. It's amazing because he almost got a head job last year. Jacksonville fans wanted him to get that head job, I believe. Now, who knows? Maybe he would have done a great job as a head coach in Jacksonville. I don't know. But there's a big difference in the court of public opinion right now between Byron Leftwich and Doug Peterson. As for Greg Roman, really interesting. I didn't realize, Jack, he was making $3.5 million a year. He has another year left on his deal. $3.5 million to be a coordinator. I mean, that's unbelievable. You know, Brandon Staley, I think the head coach for the Chargers, makes $4 million. And supposedly Sean Payton is asking for between 20 and 25. That is a huge difference. From four million, like Brandon Staley, to twenty to twenty-five million, like Sean Payton, that's twenty million dollars of just profit for these owners. That is wild. At any rate, I think that Lamar Jackson is probably at the stage of his career, and I know he hasn't gotten hurt on the running part of it. I, I realize that, but I think that they're probably at the part of his career where they they want the running to be a little bit less a part of it. And by the way, I I think there should be some nerves, some consternation that Lamar won't be as good as a result. You know, I, I think some people would love to see him like in a Shanahan type offense with all of the boots and play action. And I think he can run that, certainly. Will it be as effective as what he did in Baltimore? I don't know. That run game was just so fun to watch in Baltimore when they had it going. You know, all the different tight ends and fullbacks and extra linemen. I'm kind of sad. I I really enjoyed watching the Ravens offense. Greg Roman will get hired somewhere uh, if he wants. And I think that offense will be productive. What I think is... Teams got better, a little bit better and better each year at it, Jack, at defending it. That first year, they really caught him off guard. And that's a big reason why Lamar was MVP. People didn't know how to defend that stuff. But after year two, they were a little bit better at it. Year three, year four. And then Lamar got beat up a little bit. They didn't have receivers. You know, people just got better at it. Um, As for Ed Donatel, he's been around a long time. Boy, that uh, that Vikings defense was rough. They have too many good players to be that bad. I mean, Dalvin Tomlinson and Harrison Phillips as run stuffers, Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter off the edge, Kendricks and Hicks at linebacker. Now, Harrison Smith and Patrick Peterson, they're not what they once were, but still, you, you can't be that bad. You, you cannot be that bad on defense. They were really, really poor and so I think a lot of people kind of saw that coming. You can't be that bad. It really, it really hurt the Vikings. It really held them back. I mean, they let Daniel Jones have the best game of his life in the playoffs. That was probably the, uh, the final nail in the coffin. And then um, the Dolphins firing Josh Boyer. I had this conversation, Jack, during a commercial break, during the game with someone. What was he doing? 
I mean, they had all kinds of zero coverage. So if you guys ever hear zero coverage, it means it's straight man-to-man. You're bringing one more defender than the offense has to block, but you have no help. It's straight man-to-man. Cover one is the same thing, except you have a single high safety in the middle of the field. So you at least have one guy deep. Cover two, you've got two guys deep. Cover three, you've got three guys deep. Cover four, you've got four guys deep, et cetera, right? Um, He was doing all kinds of cover zero against the Bills and like giving it away before the snap. And Josh Allen, especially early in the game, was tearing him apart. I just didn't get it. Just like I don't really get why some people don't get a story from my front page story for their significant other for Valentine's Day. It's incredible. I mean, Jack, I've seen so many videos now. I've seen so many um, emails now, pictures. They don't even know what they're opening when they open it. They've never seen anything like it. And to have a story written all about them. Think about your loved ones, right? They've never had like something written about them. They've never been front page news. They've never had someone really take the time to celebrate who they are and what they do. Now's the time. Now's the time to do it. Go to myfrontpagestory.com. And if you use the code RTFP10, Ross Tucker Football Podcast, RTFP10, you get 10% off. So it's myfrontpagestory.com, RTFP10. I would not steer you guys wrong. Want to know which team is going to win every single game on Sunday? Then listen up. We start with the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Kansas City Chiefs. So this is the one game. It's interesting because the lines really haven't moved that much looking at the spreads on DraftKings. Where, by the way, use the code Ross. You can get $200 in free bets if you bet $5. I don't say that enough on the show, but... The lines haven't haven't moved very much, so I um this is the one game where I have a really tough time picturing the Jags winning. Really tough time. I mean, all the other ones, I can make an argument and I can tell you what it is. Boy, I would be surprised if, if the Jags win. A couple of things happen. Trevor Lawrence plays out of his mind. Doug Peterson is very aggressive and with that aggression like going for it on fourth down fake punts fake field goals onside kicks and they steal a possession or two and then Mahomes who has more interceptions than people realize this year throws an interception or two including one in the red zone that's kind of the recipe for a Jags win you know the one thing I thought about Jack When the Jags have had success in the playoffs, it's been when, like, nobody was expecting it. Like, back in, what was that, 96, when they went to Denver and won that playoff game and shocked the Broncos, nobody thought that was coming. Or when they, you know, 2017, when they won in Pittsburgh, I called that game. Nobody thought that that was going to happen. So that's the deal with the the Jags. They kind of sneak up on people in divisional round when they're not ready for it. So that's certainly a possibility, but I just, I don't see it happening. I, I don't. 
The the Chiefs looked so good in their last game. Mahomes, they're ready for this. Jags won two in a row, impressive games, both at home. But they actually have an awesome, rabid fan base. I'm a big fan of Jags fans. But this is different now, going to Kansas City. I like the Chiefs to kind of take care of business here. Feels like 27-17 to me. If there's a game that gets out of hand, I think it would be this one. So I don't know. I don't know if people have like, I don't know if you can lock up people in, um, I don't know if you lock up people in the playoffs, but if you can, go ahead, lock them up. Your survivor slash knockout slash whatever you call it, pick of the week. We move forward to the first game of your weekend doubleheader with the New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. Should be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. So nice for me, logistically, to just be able to drive down to Philadelphia, call the game. Now, not as nice. I wish I could, like, beam me up, Scotty, to get from Philadelphia to Buffalo. That would be that would be nice. Um, but um, going to be really cool. I think it should be a good game. You know, the Giants really believe in themselves right now. They're coming off an impressive win. They've got a very good coaching staff. Daniel Jones coming off the best game of his life. Do I think he'll play that well against this Eagles defense? No. I think the Eagles defense is much better against the Vikings defense. I'd like to think they have a pretty good plan for Daniel Jones running and design quarterback runs. Jonathan Gannon has to have spent a bunch of time on that this week. And, um, you know, the thing that's interesting, though, I almost wonder if they got confidence from that Week 18 game against the Eagles where they hung tough, even without Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley or Dexter Lawrence. The the O-line, D-line matchup is just going to be critical. Or do the Giants get some pressure on Hurts with just their front? I think they're going to blitz because they know how good the Eagles' offensive line is. They blitzed in the Week 18 meeting, and they had some success with it. So the Eagles better have some answers. One of the things I think is interesting to look at early in the game is do the Eagles run Hurts early in the game? Do they have a design quarterback run just to kind of let the Giants know, hey, you better be ready for Jalen running. Like, we're all in. He's good to go. There's no reservation in holding back. Or do the Eagles save that for, like, the second half if they have to have it? Right? Like, let's try not to have him run unless we have to. That'll be interesting. Would not be shocked if the Giants pull this off. And the way that that happens is they win the turnover battle. The Eagles stall out in the red zone like they did in week 18. And Eagles come out rusty. You know, and you can say the same about the Chiefs, I'm sure. But there's something to be said for a team coming out of the bye a little bit rusty, out of their rhythm a little bit. I think in all sincerity, we'll have a real good idea early in the game whether or not this is going to be a, a tight one till the end or whether the Eagles are going to be able to take care of business. If they come out and get like a three and out and march down for a touchdown, the Giants have to play come from behind, that's going to be tough. I think the Eagles win a close, awesome, competitive game. 24-20 birds. The next game in your doubleheader this weekend, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Buffalo Bills. So I got to be, Jack, the only person going to both those games, right? Like, I got to be. There's no way anybody else is doing that, right? Like, why would you? 
unless you're working both games and you're a psychopath. Um, you know what I used to say all the time on the old show, um, Jack, I used to talk about the sickness or the disease and I have it. And I, although I, to be honest with you, I feel like I have the sickness and the disease for life. Like this is just how I am about life. Like I'm going to a 50th birthday party tonight and they have a DJ and Jack, I will dominate that dance floor. Like I will, I, I'm all in, I'm all in on life. Every, every day is an opportunity and every day you kind of either win or lose the day, right? I'm just trying to stack dubs last night with what my daughter did. That was a dub uh, tonight, tearing up the dance floor. It's wild, by the way, that I have friends turning 50 wild, but anyway, I'm going to light it up tonight. Should be a blast. Um, cannot wait. Cannot wait to get going. Um, as for the game, so I like the Bills in this game. Uh, I'll give you a couple of reasons why. The Bengals' offensive line, that, that is problematic. Now, I've been a little disappointed in the Bills' D-line without Von Miller. I thought some of these younger guys, Rousseau, Epinesa, Boogie Basham, I thought they would step up with Von Miller out. I don't know that they really have. So I'll be curious to see whether Leslie Frazier – feels like he has to bring Milano and Edmonds on blitzes or if he feels like these guys can get there against the Bengals backup O-line. It's bad. It's bad for the Bills if this D-line can't get there against the Bengals backups. Obviously, the Bengals will have a plan knowing they have their backups out there, trying to make sure they're in a good spot. Um, Bengals will probably try to have a good plan to get the ball out of Burrow's hands quickly. I also don't really envision Josh Allen having multiple turnovers back-to-back games. It's possible for sure, but I just don't see it. I I just don't envision that happening. I think, um, you know, I think he'll, I think he'll play a clean game. Now it might happen in the AFC championship or in the Super Bowl or whatever again, and it probably will, but I don't think that'll be the case in this game. Boy, it's a similar score, Jack. I think it's like 23, 20, 20 to 17. Something like that. I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills to get it done at home. Now, I'm looking. You're definitely probably the only person going to both the Eagles and the Bills games, but I think you're far from the only person going to both two of the divisional round matchups. You got to think the Kelsey parents, Diggs family. You got a lot of teams that are brothers across these final eight teams. Oh, that was good, Jack. Really good. That's certainly possible. Although that's, yeah, they can do it. They can do it. Um, they can they can fly they can be in Philly or whatever and then get up, yeah that's interesting. Oh wait a minute. Well the Digs can't because their games on the same day. I mean it's the I mean if the if the Kelseys could do it from Kansas City to Philly why can't the Digs if they're the they're both the matchups are on the same day for each one. Well one game's in Buffalo at three the other game's in San Francisco at six thirty well, that's going to be tough. Maybe to they can get off. beamed up. You never know. What's that? Maybe they can get beamed up. Yeah, that, that's what they would have to do. The Kelsey's, um, that's tough too because they're back-to-back. Stop trying to, stop, stop trying to steal my thunder, Jack. I'm the only one doing two games. <laughs> Next game. We'll move forward to the aforementioned Dallas Cowboys at the San Francisco 49ers. So this to me is like a toss-up game. I'm going to lean to the 49ers playing at home and because they've been on such a run. But – I do think this will be the uh, has a chance to be the closest of the games. 
I think it's a field goal game one way or the other. I do think it's tough for the Cowboys, you know, to have a short week and the Niners actually have extra rest, just that little bit of extra rest for the Niners, whereas the Cowboys are a little bit more, you know, road weary. I think the Niners are going to be able to run the ball on the Cowboys. I think they're going to run it on them a lot. I think that's going to be the difference in the game. But I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest if the Cowboys won this game. I kind of feel like there's going to be more points in this one. I, I guess I, I think the Niners' D is a little bit overrated right now. The Niners' offense has been a machine. I'm going to put some more points on this game. I'm going to say 27-24, the Niners get it done. Should be an amazing weekend. I mean, I'm really looking forward to all four of these games. Should be awesome. Highly encourage you to check out Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, Vision Comics with an X, BackOfficeScheduler.com, and I already told you about MyFrontPageStory.com, the gift that keeps on giving. Just use that code RTFP10 so they know I sent you. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.